Because there's never an off day in the greatest sports city on earth. Here are the, the biggest, biggest stories and everything else you need to know from the new title town. It's Breaking Boston with Andy Hart and Nick Fitzy Stevens. At 1 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on November 1st, 2023, 10 p.m., Pacific Standard Time, or as Andy Hart pointed out before we started rolling, pretty much the middle of the workday because, well, it's Las Vegas. The Las Vegas Raiders tweeted out, quote, the Las Vegas Raiders have relieved Josh McDaniels and David Ziegler of their duties as head coach and general manager. Quote, after much thought about what the Raiders need to move forward, I have decided to part ways with Josh and Dave. I want to thank them both for their hard work and wish them and their families Nothing but the best, said Las Vegas Raiders owner Mark Davis. And not a single one of us listening to this podcast or anywhere within the wide world of football fandom and coverage could say that we were surprised. As a matter of fact, it almost was about time. Josh McDaniels fired as head coach of the Vegas Raiders. At about approximately, I want to even say, without looking it up, maybe a game quicker than he was fired the first time around, Andy. Maybe he made it uh, when he was fired in 2010 from the Broncos. Didn't he Didn't he make it nine games into that second season? That might be right. Now, that was embroiled in a uh, recording controversy involving oh. practices and videotape scandal and, you know, some of the stuff that <laughs> was strangely uh, – mm-hmm similar to Patriots scandals of the past. But um, I mean, I think it's been proven clear. Josh is not a great head coach. I almost don't even care that he's fired. Like I don't really care about other teams and what they do to me. This is a big picture question on Mm -hmm. trade deadline day, San Francisco 49ers go out and get an impact player. Minnesota Vikings go get a quarterback. Some teams unload the giants trade away a player. The Raiders decide you got to pull the plug because the ship is sinking and start the turnaround, start bailing out. And the Patriots did nothing. Now Mm-mm. I find that because even, you know, me Thanksgiving is just around the corner. Mm-hmm. We move on from tank or treat to Thanksgiving over the next month. But mm-hmm. You, you didn't find anybody that wanted to trade for any of your pieces. Your team's that crappy that no one would give you a fifth-round pick for Josh Uche or Mike Onwenu. So Well, maybe you have to look at it like tanks for nothing. Yeah, tanks for nothing. Like, you <clears> didn't even get nothing. worse. You got to get worse before you can get better sometimes, right? And so the Patriots are just – and every freaking headline, standing pat, stood pat, stayed pat, blah, 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 the headline. That's I mean, great. It's, a, it's kind of a given. It, it, it sort of writes itself. Yeah, and if something writes itself that easily, don't use it because everybody else will use it, and you're just going to get caught up in the internet full of the same freaking thing. How about Patriots do nothing, suck? That's my headline. That's my headline. Patriots do nothing, suck. Like, mm. give I don't, Mark feels, Davis. Feels a little harsh. Might need to soften it up a little bit, buff the okay, edges, stink. or okay, stink. workshop it a bit. But Mark Davis at least did what he thought he needed to do. By the way, they probably have a better season ahead of them they're at three and five so I mean I guess you could say they still could be playing for something they have a star wide receiver who based on the way he was on the sideline the other night mm-hmm. may have gone into an office and said listen if it's he stays, me. I ain't playing yeah. if, um, they, if, if he played him or me and I'm kind of him so it's definitely not going to be me right. then Devontae Adams should or would have gotten his way as well by the way up on the screen right now uh, uh producer Cooper Leonard has 
Uh, McDaniels lasted longer as the Broncos head coach, 694 days than he did as or it is head coach 639 so well, at least the rate like the, Denver. the first half of the denver season he was a six and two in his first eight or yeah, something and like then that. and then absolutely just fell apart of course hey funny thing is as we frame most things up against and around the patriots here he was three and zero against the patriots like the patriots are responsible for like a third of his head coaching victories well that's not as impressive this year everybody beats the patriots yeah even the patriots like, beat themselves a head coach i mean we had heard recently that he was going to go. Obviously, he goes. Last year, they wanted to can him because uh, the team. What was it? What was the, re- the the? They had lost like five game, or like a record-setting five games where they had seventeen-point leads or greater, and yeah. blew them. He lost to Jeff Saturday, who had never coached a single minute before. Wow! The dude wow. came out the TV analyst, literally came out the TV onto the sidelines and beat him. Uh, so I guess now I have to ask the super obvious glaring. Nope. Yep. Well, but it's got to be. I mean, it, we are Patriot centric. This is Pat's themed. No, 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 no. no. You can't. So much you walk into Aristocrat's office and be like, Robert, Ro- Jonathan. Nope. Don't 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 make the call. Nope. Leave him that, alone. And that's no, see, because I don't even think Robert would want to. Robert's closer to saying. If you have anything to do with Bill GTF out of here, then he is trying to like put the band back together. <laughs> if you and have I- anything to do with Bill, come on. I, but everybody travels the highway. The part of the Memorial Reclamation Highway, when you when you stink and you come back, is named after McDaniel's. He's done it twice. Yeah, but it's a different time. It's a different era. And I know, in a weird way, he might make the most sense because. He did have rookie season success with Mac Jones and everything is about Mac Jones because you're stuck with Mac Jones. And apparently the Minnesota Vikings would rather have Dobbs than Mac Jones and go. But at, at that price, though, you know, as we weave in and out of trade deadline and McDaniels talk here, I mean, you get Josh Dobbs, who's proven to be a gamer like he's a competent quarterback. I think he's won more games than. Uh, no, they won a couple games this year, not a ton. But he was really good for Tennessee, surprisingly good for Tennessee out of nowhere last year when Tannehill got hurt. Goes to Arizona, and they beat the Cowboys. Um, you know, yeah, he threw too many picks, but he's also not the most experienced guy in the world, yet still proved that he was competent and capable. So the Minnesota Vikings give up. They sent a six-round pick and got back Dobbs and a seventh. I mean, that's nothing. They basically got him for free to step in and hopefully win win a game or two more than he loses the rest of the way and help them maybe make the wild card. You wanted them to also sit down for a feast at the Thanksgiving table. Yep. I They'll th- regret I'm, it if they don't. If they I'm finish impre- eight and nine or like whatever, they're going to regret it. Being middle of the pack, miss the playoffs, miss your opportunity to get a high pick and get reset things. And I know it, nobody wants to talk about the, oh, nobody tanks, it's professional sports, it's this, it's that. No, people do it all the time. You have to. I'm just going to steal Bill's phrase. Do what's in the best interest of the football team. And that just doesn't mean for this week. That means for big picture, little picture, short term, long term. And sometimes the best interest of the football team or the basketball team or the baseball team or the hockey team is to get the transformational talent, to get the key chip that will bring you to a chip later in your tenure down the road. And But like you can make the just like without even having to look at the standings right now, I can pretty much tell you that the Eagles, the Cowgirls, the Lions, somebody who wins the NFC South, the Seahawks and the 49ers are going to make the playoffs. 
that leaves an obvious wide open gap for a seven seed. And at four and four, Minnesota, if they have competent quarterback play the rest of the way, kind of is sitting it. pole position. You really believe Dobbs is going to lead you to the playoffs? Now, maybe they think he stinks and he's just a placeholder. Maybe they realize oh, he'll no. throw picks. And so I just, my frustration, I just think is, I, I, I think New England based, like you yeah. did nothing, you're doing nothing. Yeah, exactly. At least they did something where like the Raiders, they were unhappy with their coach. They finally fire him. They do something. Minnesota goes out and does something. The Chicago Bears, we <clears throat> we reacted to it live on the Tuesday Six Rings pod, but they make a move for a player that they want. Now, of course, later on, they get filleted and, you know, uh, lambasted for trading a, a second-round pick for somebody they would have had first crack at potentially in the offseason as a free agent. I guess now they think we got him in the building. Still, you're kind of wasting a second-round pick. It, it Now, in hindsight, it feels like they spent a second-round pick that's going to almost be a first round pick because they'll probably finish, mm -hmm. you know, third or fourth pick. So that's that's really valuable trade equity for a defensive end that's been at times good for the commanders. But I don't know. It's a high price to pay. Ultimately, Chase Young only goes for a third to San Francisco. There were rumors and rumblings that the Patriots were sniffing around there. There's no wow, shot. Do you believe that? A, I don't no, believe it. I, I, maybe believe they made it. one phone call. No, I, hey, I, the only truth I can see in that is like another conversation was being had, and then like at the end of it, Chase Young's name. Are you guys really trading him? Like we were talking about something else. Maybe hell, maybe you were talking about trading them, Mike on Wenu or something. And mm -hmm. then before you hung, hey, is it true you guys are going to trade both your pass rushers? Are you, are you really trading Chase? And that got floated but out we, there by somebody who wanted it out because we, we were going to celebrate thanksgiving and it made it much easier when you guys could come to town and had a pass rush because we've had, <laughs> right. having a hard time dealing with it now the patriots probably uh go up in the point spread and are more favored this weekend because there's no more montez sweat and no more chase young they still have Deron Payne, but um pain. uh, pain pain something pain something prediction weird for the game all pain. too all to my my prediction for the rest of the season pain yeah yeah uh, and, and with that, no end, such an aggressive move, good for San Francisco. I, I don't care what their future. They, assets they play and, in a different world. I'm thinking more in the Washington world, the Giants mm -hmm. world, like that kind of world is where the Patriots are right now. I don't know. Do something. Send out a flare. Send out a flare right. to show that there's still life at Gillette Stadium and that there's still a plan. And like, what is the plan? Is it just to spin your wheels for the next nine games? Is it to? tease us with one win over Washington who has no pass rushers. So now you bump up and thankfully Two, three and six, we yeah, three and six, we, but get further away from what we want, which is, I think more of the fan base is now primed and accepting of the best thing that can happen is what we talked about on the six rings feed. Uh-huh. Tanking Thanksgiving. Yep. As I said, there will be pain, but there will be payoff in April. Actually, there'll be payoff in January because once the season ends, you'll start focusing on, oh, I'm so excited for who they're going to get. This offseason is going to be great. We're going to spend money. We're going to get a top five pick, and we're going to turn things around on the fly here. If you win a couple games here, like uh -huh. the worst thing that could ever happen right now is they beat the Giants, the Colts, and the Commanders, like yep. other crappy kind of middling teams. Oh, five and, and 12 would thing. be terrible. Awful, awful. And that's why I don't understand. At least at least show me you know what you're doing by trading away one piece. And I, oh, Andy, Bill would never do that. Then he truly doesn't believe in his own statement of do what's in the best interest of the team. If he would never trade away an asset yeah. to 
then he doesn't believe what he's told us for years. It's another thing that's fraudulent, just like when he told us like stats are for losers and over the last three years has brought up stats more often than any coach on the planet to say his son's defense ranked pretty high or we're in cap spending or blah, blah, blah. I think to kind of, I think to kind of roll along the lines of what you were saying yesterday, I put out a a little quick three hour, a little, little mid afternoon poll. What do you want to see the Pats do by the trade deadline? So it was up at 1230 only lasted till four. Um, under a thousand votes and it was trade Uche and other free agents, be buyers and get a Judy, choose chaos and trade Mac or F it. Let's go Bruins and Celtics. Um, choose chaos and trade Mac one easily followed by the indifference of let's go Celtics, uh, trade Uche got 25%, only 13% said be buyers and, you know, get Judy or somebody for the future. Right. But by choosing to do nothing, by choosing to do nothing, I don't know what that says to the fan base other than either we're happy with the team we have. And that to me is just outright and abject bananas because who could possibly be happy with this particular team and the way that they've underperformed, not to mention, not to mention how injury riddled they are at this point. If people are going to point to the, well, one of the reasons we're struggling is because we lost our two best players on defense. And now we lost our best player on offense. That is called the loser's lament. Mm-hmm. Can't do that. Excuses are much like stats and uh, golfing in January for losers. And I just, I'm with you. It's, it's okay to be in the media, be uh, an analyst, be a diehard fan or any combination therein, and just say, what exactly is the plan here? Right. What are we doing? Especially What's going four years into some plan four years into some stretch Mm -hmm. because you know what was alarming yesterday i retweeted it um someone did one of those uh moving graphics you know the ones oh yeah 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 and it was for the all-time wins in the national Mm -hmm. football league for coaches and it was really interesting you watch it it's like oh paul brown coming up the outside oh don shula like and bill belichick you watch him enter the picture fly up the picture and now he's really crawling at the top really going slow not moving Mm -hmm. and that's the story of the last three and a half years. And I feel like that's the story of the next two plus months moving forward. And I don't, I don't know. It's just, I I'm probably overreacting recency bias to the lack of anything happening at the trade deadline and send Mm -hmm. sort of any direction, this team, you know, Matt, Matt Slater said, because of the losing, they're in uncharted waters in terms of human nature and keeping the locker room together and all that. They feel like not only they are they in uncharted waters, they've lost power to the engine, and they're just kind of drifting. They're just kind of mm-hmm. drifting with the co- – so they're going, oh, the wind blows them this way, the tide takes them this way. Back. No, no, no. I need you to figure out a way to move the ship in the direction you want it to go, and I don't feel like they're doing that. So as of current overall offensive rankings right now, this morning of November 1st, 2023 – The three bottom-ranked offenses in the NFL are 30th overall, the Raiders, 31st, the New England Patriots, and the most unproductive offense in the NFL. Lowest rated is the New York Giants. What do they become? The crazy thing is all three. (laughs) Gee whiz, what's the common thread there, everybody? And And one of those coaches just got canned and what they have in common is they're three of andy's favorite uh, offensive-minded coaches because i love those guys but um mm-hmm. right now billy o'brien brian dable and josh mcdaniels um they stink i mean if they were all to meet together right now um if they all were to like sort of get together and meet you imagine the conversation they would have if they were just like oh boy have wow. a lot of 
ready or drinks ready yeah. for that. <laughs> I'd have a lot of I'd have a lot of twelve and sixteen ounce uh, curling beverages ready. Um, Evan Lazar asked out loud, Andy. Here's a quick one that could pertain to the Patriots. I also wonder if any of McDaniel's assistants could possibly come back to the Patriots eventually. Carmen Brasillo could help out with the offensive line. That may be my first call because remember it was Cole Popovich and Carmen Brasillo who were the offensive line coaches. Yep. They took over. It went, didn't it go Scar, Gouge for two years, Scar again, then Pop and Brasillo, and yep. then now nobody, then Clem. Yeah. So I, I'm sorry, I didn't actually pay full attention to what's going. They didn't fire all their coaches, did they? You can't. Yeah, I, that. I mean, like the, as Patrick Graham and all of them, I haven't, I haven't read or heard yet. Like, you have to run a team. You have to, you yeah. have to put a team on the field on Sunday. You like, can't just, you can't just like they can't be having interviews. They're not sitting right. outside with a folding card table and like a little, you know, a not job a lot of, fair booth outside of Allegiant Stadium. Not a lot of good coaches are unemployed at this point. Like it's so. No. I don't know if Evan means after the season, but perhaps again, after the season. After yeah, the season is. That's a different beast for a different day because we'll talk about that at some point. If Bill's still here, who's running the show? If if Robert's distancing himself from former coaches and trying to do the whole total reset NES style, like there, there's a lot of questions. I also I don't know how good some of those assistant yeah. coaches are. Like <sighs> nice wow. men and all, but yeah, uh, there is currently uh, no head coach listed on the Raiders website. Um, he has been removed from their official website. So you've just maybe do, who takes over? Do we even know? Like, is it Mick? Does Mick Lombardi at the age of like 32 take over? I don't think is, it'll be Mick Lombardi. <laughs> how about Bo Hardigree? Uh, how about Matt Lombardi? Jerry, a good old. How about Shaplinsky? I like Jerry Shaplinsky, which means he's a terrible offensive mind based on my track record. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Pat, oh, is Patrick geez. Graham is still the defensive coordinator? I believe so. Yeah. Maybe he takes over. I could see him being. Yeah. I, he's a really smart dude. Um, I could see him being a uh, an interim head coach. Yeah, the Raiders haven't had the score run up on them this year. He seems to have done a lot with a little this year. So why not give him a give him a yeah, crack? Give him a kick. You know, then, do something unlike the Patriots at the trade deadline. Yeah. By by choosing to do nothing, is that really making a choice? Not to leave you all with that sort of like deep philosophical question, but inactivity but it, no, is but the is. wrong kind of activity. It it's a little bit like you people, and and rightfully oh, so. All right. Right. I had to sneak it in under the wire. Yeah, um, ju you just got it in. <laughs> judges all allow it. But like Bill Belichick ran Tom Brady out of town, right? Well, no. So I, heard, I, I heard I heard something along those lines. But by doing nothing, Robert Cl Kraft ran him out of town. Robert could have stepped in at any time. And I think it's the same thing. If you do nothing, you're kind of doing something, right? Right. Philosophically speaking. Philosophically speaking. And there you have it, folks. That's right. As we wake you up and give you the best and the latest sports news on Wednesday morning, November 1st, 2023, just a day from rolling the clocks back and bringing on the impending darkness that much sooner. Raiders fire McDaniels. And at the trade deadline, the Pats do nothing. You do nothing. Good day, sir. There you have it. Uh, for Jumbo, for Fitzy, for Coop, for everyone in the Breaking Boston and the Six Rings family, there's your morning sports news. We'll be back tomorrow to discuss something else that's making news and making the rounds in the wide world of Boston. We'll also preview Commanders and Patriots and how now the Patriots probably have a better chance of winning the game since Washington divested itself completely of its pass rush. We'll even go behind enemy lines and see how they're laughing just like the same way that we're crying here in New England as in behind the lines in D.C.
for Jumbo, for Coop, for Terp, for everyone here. This is Fitzy. Good day. God bless. And, oh, boy, go Pats. See, we'll see you soon, Josh.